be here. So good to see all of you. And uh, Happy New Year. And uh, you all braved the cold to be here, so that's awesome. I know there's a lot of people not feeling well, so... Um, yes, praise the Lord. It's a new year, and um, let's all stand up for a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we come to you this morning with thankful hearts. Lord, your word says that your mercies are new every morning. And Lord, I can only imagine that they are all the more new every year, Lord. And God, we just thank you for a new year. We thank you for your goodness to us, your love, and God, as we We've just come out of the Christmas season and remembering that you came to this earth um, to walk among us, Lord, and you came to redeem. And Lord, we're so thankful for that. And Lord, for that reason, we're gathered this morning, God, to lift your name high, to praise and worship you. Lord Jesus, I thank you for each one that's here this morning. Lord, we just want to draw close to you and pray that you would uh, fill this place with your presence. And God, that you would bring peace and comfort. And Lord, we just we just lift your name high. Thank you that you are our living hope, Lord. God, we pray for those, um, God, who don't know that hope, Jesus, that you would become that hope for them, Lord. Um, God, that you would bring healing to brokenness and that you would restore uh, the years the locust has eaten, Lord, in each one of our lives. Um, God, we just thank you for your goodness. Lord, we pray for those who are traveling. We pray for Phil as he's uh, in Pennsylvania. Um, God, just bless him, be with him and, and the Schroeders and um, as their kids are sick, Lord, and anyone else, God, who's dealing with ailments, Father, we lift them to you, ask that you'd bring a healing touch. In Jesus' name, God, thank you for those who are watching online. Pray that you'd bless their families and be with them. We thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let me get my technology back in my ears here. Savior, 
offering a praise this morning. He's our living hope. I'm so thankful for that. Um, this past Christmas, I had spent it with uh, Laurie's family, and oh, we had a sweet time. It was hard seeing her picture on the memories table. Um, but at the same time, it was such a sweet Christmas because the fact that Jesus came is why we have that hope today. And I know where she is. I know where our baby is. And um, we'll all be there soon. Let's sing in a moment. In a moment, everyone falls silent to hear the mighty trumpet 
split the eastern sky. Just imagine the king of all creation riding through the heavens, returning for his bride. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hear the sound of heaven ring. Hallelujah, hallelujah, all the earth will bow and sing. All the broken, they're no longer broken, as they dance before him, a radiant Beside the lamb and all is well again he's making all things new hallelujah hallelujah hear the sound
Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Turn your eyes to the hillside where justice and mercy embrace. There the Son of God gave his life for us and our measureless debt was Does anyone have any testimonies this morning or anything you'd like to share? Feel free. Um, Every time that I see the the snow and how it covers all the brown and the ugly, um, it reminds me of a verse in Isaiah that says, Though your sins are as scarlet, um, he will make them white as snow. And I'm so thankful um, that Jesus 
saved me, that he washed my sins away, that um, he's given us new life and just joy. And um, no matter what our life circumstances or our week may have been, um, he washes our sins white as snow. And that's always a reason to rejoice. Um, I'm so thankful that he does not hold them um, against me and that I can one day stand in his presence and be um, just be able to even be in his presence without any guilt and shame. I'm so thankful for his blood. To Calvary, where Jesus bled and died for me. His hands, his feet, my Savior on that cursed tree. His body
Blazing sun shall pierce the night, and I will rise among the saints. My gaze transfixed looks to Jesus' face. Oh, praise the
Good morning, children. Did how many have heard about John the Baptist? Three. Okay. Now I'll tell you how important John the Baptist is. See, he went baptizing, but he did more than that. He told people about the kingdom of God and the coming Messiah, which we know him as Jesus. And he, let me go to Matthew, chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. Well, he went around and he was preaching the gospel about Jesus and the kingdom of God. But there's some people didn't like that. Do you ever give a truth and people don't like the truth? Hmm? Should I ask your parents if they said the truth and people didn't like what they said? Has that happened to any of your parents? Yes, even sometimes to our own family. But it's important to preach the gospel, tell people about Jesus. But John ended up in prison because of it. And he was saddened, John was. He talked about Jesus. He baptized. He even baptized Jesus. Did you know that? He did. But he ended up in prison. And he was very sad. And the thing is, though, that he kind of questioned that if Jesus is the Messiah. And so he answered. And so now John sent two messengers to Jesus to ask him if he was the one that was supposed to come or is there another and Jesus answered and said, The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk, and the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have gospel preached to them. But now, we go to Luke. Oh, there's one other scripture I forgot to mention. In verse 25, it says, At that time, Jesus answered, And I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Now, what are babes? The children. Now, could it be the children that are children like you? Or is it children that believe in Jesus, that believed in God? And those who believe are his children. And you believe you are his children. But the thing is, Jesus in Luke had 70 people go out and give the message. And you know what? Those 70 people, you know what? They preached the gospel, but they also, that they got power to what? to preach the gospel, to also to deliver the, those who were possessed with the devil. And they rejoiced. 
when that happened. And so he, uh, what was that, Luke, Luke 10. And then when, he, when they returned, and they were happy. How many of you are happy when you tell about Jesus? Yes. And it was time to rejoice. And they were happy too because the devils were subject to them because of Jesus. And when they came to Jesus, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through the name. And he said unto him, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall be any means hurt you, notwithstanding in this rejoice that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in the book of life, written in heaven. Can you imagine your name written in the book of life in heaven, God's book? He has another book besides the Bible, and that's the book of life written in heaven. And, and there's another t thing is Jesus rejoices over you. He loves you so much. Let's do something here. Let's see. Do you like to come here? See? It's easy to share that Jesus loves. We all need love, right? We all need love. But there's to be happy. When you, when you know you're loved, you're happy. And so we're going to sing a song. And we're going to sing the fourth verse, if you're happy and you know it. You say, Amen. Yeah. You ready? Would you like to start it? Okay, ready? Why don't you stand up? Ready? If you're happy and you know it, say amen. amen. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. amen. If you're happy and you know it, your life will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. Amen. God bless you. You can go to seats now. Good morning. I think it took a second for that to sink in. Good morning. I don't think it's that cold in here that uh, your vocal cords are frozen yet, so, or maybe they're just worn out with the good singing we had. Thank you, praise team, for uh, leading us in that uh, time of worship this morning. It was uh, a blessing. It's good to have you uh, Leading out again, Jason, we certainly missed that. Glad to have Jessica here helping. That was a blessing. And your parents are here. Welcome uh, to uh, 
Jason's parents and his sister are here with us. Let's give them a round of welcome. It's good to have you with us on a cold and snowy, our first really cold and snowy days in Colorado, but I guess in uh, from where you're from, it's uh, probably par for the course pretty much, right? <laughs> all right, well, it's good to have you all here this morning. Um, we had a little bit of a change up on our schedule. Uh, Judah Kofer was going to be here and speaking to us this morning, but his family is dealing with some sickness, so he wasn't able to make it. And Phil and Michael are on their way back to Pennsylvania on a bit of a business trip, so they're not here either. So we decided to uh, call on some people and make them uh, pull them out of their comfort zone a little bit this morning. And uh, so both Dave and John, there he is, all of a sudden didn't see you, I'm used to seeing you up here. Uh, are going are both going to be sharing with us this morning, so uh, we'll pray for them that God would speak through them. Thank you guys for your willingness to to do that. Um, for announcements, um, not even sure if there really are any, but there's coffee, tea, and water back in the foyer. Uh, feel free to uh, make use of that on this cold day, and we have as usual a lunch afterwards. And please stay and join us in that time of fellowship. So, right, let's uh, pray, and I'll turn it over to Dave. I think he's going to go first, and then uh, John will speak afterwards. Father, thank you for this morning that you have given to us. You've blessed us with another new day. I thank you for the mercy and grace that you have available to us each day. And I pray that uh, you would pour out your spirit upon us today upon our brothers that will be speaking. I pray that you would give them the words to share that we need to hear this morning and that would minister to our hearts, that we would be drawn closer to you, that we'd be challenged in our walk with you this week. I thank you for what you will do here this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Dave. guess I'm on. I feel a little bit like I'm a little on the a wired up side a little bit. I'm not used to this thing. So um, it's good to be here in the house of God. Thank you for the uh, praise and worship thing. You know, I, this morning it really kind of hit me. It doesn't take a whole lot of people to bring joy to the Lord if you're in the spirit. And it just uh, very much appreciated the uh, song service this morning. Kind of being in the first Sunday of the year, um, I think Adam was the first one to say Eve to, on New Year's Eve. Um, he said, what did he say? He said, happy New Year's Eve. <laughs> so <clears throat> I, feel, I feel kind of humbled and blessed or honored at the same time that he asked me to share um, English was my least favorite subject in school, but math was. <clears throat> and does anybody know where you can 
go to practice math on New Year's Eve? Times Square. <laughs> but you know, every year on New Year's Eve, look forward to a good show at Times Square, but they drop the ball us year after year. <laughs> anyway, um, usually at the end of the year, a lot of times it's a time of year where people um, kind of it's the year to pause at the end of the year, like at the, be, uh, at the beginning of a year, excuse me, the beginning of the year, where you kind of refocus sometimes. Um, I'm kind of, excuse me, I, I feel like I'm a little bit unprepared. It's kind of a, I was asked to lead songs about two-thirds of the way through the week, and then I was asked to share this morning, so I feel a little bit unprepared. But anyway, um, so kind of with that, as, as we approach a, a new year, um, I guess one I just kind of want to share about, and I'm kind of a guy that uses a lot of uh, analogies a lot, so hopefully I can make sense what I'm trying to say. And I was kind of thinking is where we are on a journey and think of our bodies or we ourselves as a, a spiritual vehicle. Um, and I guess so many times, um, I guess my topic is, what does it mean to fill up your spiritual gas tank? Um, like I said, so many times we, uh, like I just picture like you're on a journey and I just have to kind of think, uh, you know, if you look at a map, you see all the different roadways and everything and <clears throat> for example so we all have came together here this morning to fellowship we all have a goal to reach and that is heaven and but we didn't come on the same road coming to church same way God calls us on a different path in our life um So I was kind of really thinking is, so, so many times, you know, at the end of the year, last few years, we never knew really what to expect. It's just been a lot of um, uncertainty and a lot of things. So I had to kind of think of that as a, of a vehicle. When we're on a journey, you, what are some things we do? You want to make, number one thing, you want to make sure you got a tank full of gas. Um, because we never know where the next place we can get gas. And kind of think of um, gas. I mean, it's just like the word. And and I had to kind of think where the engine is Christ. Um, I had to think about it is. About a year ago, I was in Tennessee, and I had a car that I rented, kind of a sport car. Same car, same engine, everything. But, you know, you put it in this economy mode. So when you get on a highway of ease, so to speak, in life, we can put it in that economy mode to get that better fuel mileage. But then, with the flip of a switch, 
same car, same engine. It's like it's, it was transformed. I mean, it was just like, it just get up and went. And I had to think about that in a spiritual sense as well at times is, you know, I may come to a road and we get off road. We don't know what to expect, what's around the next curve. We just don't know. It might, might hit a lot of bumps in the road. <clears throat> God is still your same engine, even on that smooth highway or off-road. And he'll take us through, but <clears throat> we can't ever lose our focus of what our purpose is of our journey. Um, You know, sometimes, I know for myself, sometimes we kind of have to take a walk around our vehicle. We have to check our tires. And sometimes, you know what? We just have to get new tires. Sometimes we need just new tires. And so, um, and I kind of thinking about that is in our, our Sometimes if we have a breakdown, you get off of this rough road. Sometimes maybe uh, the front end comes out of alignment. So we have to take it to the mechanic. We have to take it to Christ. We have to take it to Jesus to let him make those adjustments for us. And, you know, some, so many times I'm thinking, you know, you have a part replacement to make. It's going to cost you an X amount of dollar. It's like, really? You know, I had to think about that, you know. It's like. Lord, is it really going to cost me this? Um, because he knows the journey that you have to make. And when we have a spirit, uh, what does it mean to have a spiritual feeling? One is a deeper sense of God. Being filled spiritually means that you have a deeper sense of God. It means that God is more real to you and you can sense his presence, comfort, and direction in your life. <clears throat> and kind of we're thinking of the other thing um, that I was thinking where God wants us to be a river of life. He wants that water flowing through us. I had to think, um, so if you're in a pond, especially in down south, where you have a pond, there is not flowing water. Your water soon becomes uh, stagnant, and it starts to start growing algae and uh, bacteria, that type of thing. Same way in our spiritual life, when we just get very complacent with ourselves, we soon start creating bacteria. It seemed to, soon we just, our focus isn't at the right place. And I had to think is where we want to be that river of water that we can fill other streams, other ponds, other people with joy uh, of Christ. When I had uh, thinking of John chapter Seven. John, John seven verse thirty-seven. Um, let's start. Uh, 
verse 36 actually. Ye shall seek me and shall find and shall not find me, and where I am, thither ye cannot come. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow living of shall flow rivers of living water. The other one is in John chapter 4, verse 14, or 13. Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in, be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Now, it's kind of thinking about with being on a journey. So many times God does want us to become uh, stagnant where God is always calling, I say always, he wants us to be flowing, wants us to go. And one is where God calls us to be, to make disciples. Matthew 28, 19 and 20 Yeah, I'm sorry, it's wrong one. Uh, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Uh, another one is Mark 16, verse 15. Mark, Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth shall not be damned. I guess my point that I'm trying to bring out is to where we can bring, as we journey this life, as we are on this road, to where we can kind of maybe the beginning of a new, new year, Again, where what am I? What's my garden? What am I watering? If we don't water, probably gonna die. Um, and to me, it's like you know, is it what? What am I giving water to? What? what where is my focus? Um, One time, uh, a good thing is a simple way, a simple time away to fill yourself with the Word of God and let it cleanse and build up, build you up, will go a long way to fill you spiritually. Um, I have another one written here. Deuteronomy chapter 1.
I guess this one, I was, what I was, I was reading this one too, is where God wants us to go. The Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb, saying, Ye have dwelt here, dwelt long enough in this mount. Turn you and take your journey and go to the mount of the Amorite and into all the places nigh thereunto in the plain, in the plain, in the hills and in the vale, and in the south and by the seaside to the land of the Canaanite and unto Lebanon, unto the great river, the river Euphrates. Behold, I have set the land before you. Go, and here's the word that I want to, is like go. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Japheth. Jacob to give them unto them and to their seed after them. Where God is was calling them, need you've been here enough. Let's get up, let's go. Uh to overcome uh the land there. Um so again, yeah, I guess my what I'm trying to bring out is as we're on this journey, what where is our feel? What do we go to to fuel our vehicle? Um, and that, for me, myself, I want to be a blessing to others. And that is something that's kind of been, for me, in the last year plus, is where how that I can better serve and be a blessing uh, to others. Um, To where I can be an, an encouragement. Um, kind of in closing, uh, you know, like looking back in uh, 21, coming out of 21, uh, looking back, we should have had our 2020 hindsight, you know, it's always better, but now we're getting into 22. Um, but, you know, we've all had our highs and our lows. There's confusion. There's clarity. There's joys. There's sorrows. There's birth. There's been death. There's disappointment and fulfillment of dreams. But God is always God. We reach deep and smile and yet keep going because he is a faithful God. He has walked. He has walked this very road before us, and we know who has won the victory. Um, may 22 be a year of peace and joy in your innermost being. You never know what's around the corner, who, will, who you will meet, what good God has planned for you. So keep close to him and uh, just leave the rest kind of loose and just keep focused on God. And like I said, you know, I just kind of thinking with the journey, it's just like we're all on a different road, you know. We had different speed limits. We had different speed limits coming to church this morning. We're not all called on the same road, but we all have this destination, and that is God or Jesus Christ. Thank you.
Good. Okay. Something different for me to be wired up like this. Yeah, I never realized that Dave was such a comedian. <laughs> it could be so funny. I remember in February when we went uh, to Florida and Dave and his family came down and we're excited to see him down there. But I talked to him and he said, man, I didn't know this down here in Sarasota is such a, like a third world country. I don't know what you see here. It was cold and uh, he went over to the park and he said people were just staring at him and sort of felt, you know, like a fish out of water. He didn't feel very comfortable there. And uh, I laughed. I laughed so much because Florida was sort of our second home. We spent so much time over the last 10, 12 years in Florida. My wife couldn't hardly take these. The winter's here and she did so much better in Florida so it was almost like a taste of heaven. But to Dave, it was a third world country. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, reflecting back a little on 2021 too, it was quite the year, wasn't it? And so many people that I talked to were ready to sort of put that in our past. And I wish you all a really, really good, wonderful new year. <laughs> And uh, I had to think of what Jesus said. And I looked up this verse because I, I knew it's, it's in the Bible. And it's found in Luke 9, verse 62. It says, uh, And no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of heaven. And then... And I had to think that, you know, and, and another verse that really stood out to me over the past year is, in the world you will have troubles. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And when I think back of past year and all that took place and still we're here and Jesus is still on the throne and my heart is still to serve him, I'm not giving up. Um, so there's so many things that went went past went in, through my mind and of course one of the hardest things we faced was with Jason and Lori Lori passing and Rebecca the baby and um, we had such a connection I felt I had such a connection with Lori I know we didn't say much yet about Really, Lori's passing here uh, in the church, but uh, Lori was really, really an inspiration to me. She came to me one day and she said, John, you remind me of your dad, of my dad. You remind me of my dad. Wow, I felt honored. So I decided I'm going to act like her dad. So I would give her extra hugs. <laughs> and, and when I came up in the morning, Sunday mornings, and Jason and Lori were here. Sometimes Lori wasn't here, and I'd say, good morning. Where's Lori? Oh, maybe she's out on delivery. Oh, okay. Or she's here. She'll be here. Good. And uh, it was just a connection we had with dear Lori. And, um, and then she became pregnant, you know, and I said, Lori, 
You're looking like a mother. You look so good. I mean, you look so good. You're just like a, a mother. And uh, so anyhow, that went on. And then when we were decided we we're going to sell ashes over there, Lori came to me one day and said, you know, well, I said we moved to Greeley and it's a little far to go back and forth. I'm mowing there and doing things and always things to do there. And, and Lori came to me and she said, you know, Jason, he would help you if you... If you need some help, Jason would help you. Really? Yeah, he would, you know, do whatever. She had such an opinion of Jason. That's how close she was with Jason. I asked Jason later, I said, Jason, would, would, uh, would you, did Lori talk to you about me, you helping me over there? She said no. He said no. Lori never talked to me about that, but, but that's how she was. She knew Jason was there. And Jason did. I mean, there's times when, there was one time the furnace wasn't kicking on right or air conditioning. He went and looked at it. But, man, we have so many good memories of Lori that's just amazing. And now not being here, it does really take the breath out of me sometimes when I think of that. But I know where she's at. She's with Jesus. And we're all, all going to go down that road. And we will be with her someday because Jesus made a way for us. And I'm so thankful for that. But yeah, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. But yes, we look back. And there's really fine memories there. There's 2020. We know what happened there. And that's fine. But I think what Jesus meant is looking back into the old life. Like the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. They looked back. They weren't satisfied. They weren't willing to really be led through the wilderness. And really, I really don't think God was wanting to lead them through that long. They could have been on the other side. They could have been in the Jordan a lot shorter. But for 40 long years, that generation had the... There's only two that made it through, Joshua and Caleb. That whole generation had to die off because of their lack of faith and trusting in God. And, you know, I had to think, too, of the verse there in John 3, 14. And it says there, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And I remember we used to, we used to go to Old Town. I love that verse. I often had a sign up. We would be there witnessing. And um, that that that. Those verses there, as Moses lifted up the, um, the serpent in the wilderness, even so must Christ be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And that's right before John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. What a wonderful verses there that Christ put there for us. But back in, uh, in Luke chapter 9, yeah, there was distractions, and I'd like to see some of even the distractions um, that took place here in the disciples' time. So at the end of this chapter 9 is when Jesus said about, if you're not, whosoever put his hand to the plow and looking back is not fit. And, and I used to plow with a horse or 
we had a small garden at home. And, of course, we farmed with horses, brought up Amish. We had, I know what it's like to look back and try to plow a straight fur. You didn't want to look back. There's no way you're going to look back and, and plow a straight fur or cultivate or anything else. You have to mind your business. And I think Jesus is telling us, hey, let's mind our business. So he called his 12 disciples here in chapter 9. And he gathered them together and he gave them power over devils to cast out devils. And Steve brought this out in chapter 10 then. The next very next chapter he called 70 to go out. But the ones here, his own disciples, it seemed like they got distracted. If you read this chapter, there was so many distractions in life. And so that when they went out, the first distraction here is like in verse 7. Herod found out about it. Verse 7, now Herod the, the Tetrarch heard of all that was done by him and he was perplexed because that it was said that, some, that John uh, was risen from the dead. And uh, they were doing all these miracles and they wondered where, how's coming to doing all these miracles? John again raised from the dead and Herod said, no, I have beheaded him. In verse 9, I think, and Herod said, John, have I beheaded? But who is this of whom I hear such things? And, and he desired to see them. So here they were out healing people and casting out devils and doing all these things. And, and of course, in the world, they weren't very happy about this. And I see that it's going to come when we make these kind of commitments as a church, as a body of Christ, um, the world isn't very pleased. It's still that in this day. And it'll probably get worse. I don't see it getting any better in, in the world. And uh, so there is many distractions. And then also um, in verse 12, And when the day began to weary on, then came the twelve and said unto him, Send the multitude away, that they may go into the towns and country round about and lodge and get food, for we are here in the desert place. Now here, when all these things was going on, all the... People were being healed and they were going out and, and people were um, hearing the gospel. There was great multitudes followed him. And here there was five, several thousand people here. But he said unto them in 13, give them to eat. And they said, we have no more than five loaves and two fishes except we should go and buy meat for all the people. I see here in verse 12 that the disciples were, they were ready to go home. They were ready. And Jesus said, no, we're not just going to send them home. We're going to give them food. And that's just how Jesus is. He made it possible that these people could stay here and all get fed. And that's what he's doing with us. 
He wants us to be fed spiritually. I'm so thankful that he's not going to send us home without food, without spiritual food. He'll take care of us. A little bit like uh, seen already a member on a on the wall said one sparrow to the robin I wonder why these people they run and worry so and the other one said why must be they don't have a heavenly father like you and I do to trust and you know worry it seems like it goes with us but hey when we put our trust in the Lord that's what he, he don't want us to be comforted about with all these things. And then I think of Peter, you know, he's one of my favorite, Peter. Um, he was determined he's going to follow Jesus wherever he goes. And we see that in Luke 22. So if you want to turn just over to Luke 22. And um, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, or Peter, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Satan would have liked to have Peter and just sift him to powder. Because why he knew that Peter, if he, the day comes when he truly gets converted, he's going to be somebody that's going to be a tremendous asset for Jesus. And that's exactly what he was. But I like verse 32 so much. Jesus said, but I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both in prison and to death. And he said, I tell you, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before that thou three times that thou, that, 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 that thou deny that thou knowest me. And he said unto them, when I sent you without purse and script and shoes, lacked ye nothing. And they said nothing. And he said unto them, but now he that hath a prayer. Anyhow, I didn't really want to get into that. But what I was referring to was Peter here. That here he just before a few verses, he's willing to go with him um, to prison, to death, to follow him. But he got distracted. But the time came, we could read that in Acts chapter 2, when finally the Holy Spirit was poured out. And what a blessing. And this same Peter, the same Peter, the one that denied him. And we know the story when Jesus was there in Pilate and, and he was being denied. And Jesus said, I don't know the man. And finally Jesus looked at him and he finally went out of the room and he wept. And that was Peter. And then um, we know the story when Jesus came to shore and they were out fishing. He sort of got discouraged. He decided he's going to go fishing again. But then when he seen Jesus there on the shore, he ran to him. And uh, Jesus again 
talked to him there. and He's seen this Peter. He's willing, finally, he's willing to, to feed his sheep and, and do the things that God wanted him to do. But it took a while. And it wasn't until uh, he was filled with the Holy Spirit in, this, in chapter 2 of Acts that when the Holy Spirit fell on Peter, he went out to preach and there was 3,000 souls saved. That one day, 3,000 souls were saved. Imagine what could be done uh, in our lives when we're filled with the Spirit, you know? And, and it's a blessing. I, I, when I see, when I think of what we went through as a church and how the Spirit is with us, and like Dave, my desire is to be a testimony. To be a testimony for my family, church families, my grandchildren. The blessing to get together and when Christ is in the center, that we would have joy. We have joy when Christ is in the center. And, and when Peter was filled with the Spirit, and then later, my, uh, one of my favorite verses is in Peter. Peter, First Peter chapter, First Peter chapter one, twenty-two and twenty-three, and I've quoted this to many people, and Carrie's laughing because he knows uh, what I'm going to say already. He probably memorized it because I memorized it, but I say memorize this verse because when we're tempted, just like Peter was tempted, this verse here comes to my mind. It says, "Seeing." Ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit. We can't do it ourselves. It's got to be through the Spirit. Unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. It's fervent love. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed. By the word of God, which liveth, and abideth forever. It's through the word of God. It's through being filled with the spirit. Then we could love fervently. Without that. It's hypocrisy. We can't walk like we. Christ wants us to walk. Peter tried it. And there was many other distractions here. That I didn't even bring out. Back in. At the end. So they were. At the end of that. Soon after that. Not quite the end of that chapter. Let's go back to chapter 9 here. So they were casting out devils and all this and things was going good. And, um, and all of a sudden, they, somebody here was possessed and they couldn't cast him out. There wasn't, he wasn't. And Jesus said, I'm going to give you power and authority over all devils. And all of a sudden here, um, in verse uh, 38, and behold, this is uh, chapter 9 in Luke 38, and behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son, for he is my only child. And lo, a spirit taketh him, and he suddenly crieth out, and it teareth him, that he foameth again, and bruising him, hardly departed from him. And I sought thy disciples to cast him out, and they could not. 
And then what Jesus say? Jesus answers, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring thy son hither. And as he was yet coming, the devil threw him down and tear him, and Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again into his father. And they were all amazed at the mighty power of God, but they wondered, every one, at all things which Jesus did. And he said unto his disciples, Let these sayings seep down into your ears, for the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of men. And then in verse 46, And there arose a reasoning among them, which of them should be the greatest? Think of this. Here Jesus just did this miracle, and all of a sudden they're sort of squabbling around themselves. Who's going to be the greatest? And what a distraction that was. You know, we're to become like children. You've seen the children up here this morning. They were free. So free. And to be like children, Jesus said, if you don't become like them, you won't, you're not fit for the kingdom of heaven. And then another verse was sort of a distraction here to the disciples. And John answered and said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name. And we forbade him because he followeth not us. And Jesus said unto him, Forbid him not, for he that is not against us is for us. Don't try to knock him down just because he's doing something a little different. If he's not against us, he's for us. And isn't that something how we could be, get so narrow-minded sometimes? And Jesus sees the whole picture. And I'm so thankful that my eyes has been opened in the last years that the body of Christ is much bigger than what I had it at one time. Praise God for that. Just like these people here. Hey, there's some people back there. They're casting out devils. They're not with us. Jesus, let them go. If they're not against us, they're for us. Praise the Lord. Anyhow, I think I'm going to bring it to a close. Thank you all for listening. Um, may God bless you. And hopefully we could have a joyful 2022. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, John and Dave, for sharing. You know, being the beginning of the year, I think our, a lot of us, our thoughts are on these things that were shared and uh, looking forward, which is a biblical principle, to, to look forward, to leave the old things behind us. That doesn't mean we don't learn from what's happened, but, but God doesn't want us to just dwell in the past, and it's good to have these times of, of looking ahead. And I, I know for me, um, you know, you hear uh, 
People, people have all their uh, New Year's resolutions or the word for the new year or, and that kind of thing, and, which is all well and good. I'm not just hugely into that myself. I do have goals and, and that kind of thing. But, but I was thinking of, of what I have seen so much over the last year um, that was not good, and that is negativity. I've seen it in, we see it in our news, in the world, in the government, in whatever. Everything we hear is just negative. It's bad news. And and I've seen it in churches. I've seen it in workplaces. There's so much that, and I think that is one thing that that the devil is used to try to to destroy. Because we have a lot of negative experiences, if you will. We've had a lot of them in in the last year, experiences we don't like, experiences that we feel are not good. But at the same time, I believe God can turn those things around to a positive. So how about we we use positivity for the the next year? Um, I know it's, it's something that I need more of in my life. I know, reflecting on, on the last year for me, um, my father passed away just at the end of last year, or the end of uh, 2020, and uh, dealing with that, and then my mom's house burned down six months later, and and just uh, dealing with complexities at work, and it was just a lot of things that, that piled up that, that I started seeing a lot more negative than positive, and um, negativity, it, it kills. It, it kills relationships. It kills marriages. It kills churches. And I think that's one thing to, to focus on, that the Lord can take all these experiences that, that we experience and, and use them for his glory, um, having especially the the beginning half of the year being uh, a lot more difficult in things that I was working through. I was, um, and one, one thing you'll probably never realize, Jason, um, how I was, after experiencing things I experienced in the beginning part of the year, I've, I've watched in the last couple months and what you've had to walk through. And the commitment to Christ that I've seen and, and believing in extremely hard times, how I've, I've seen your, your trust in God go even deeper, and, and that, you know, what I've experienced has paled in comparison, and, and so it's your, your testimony, you've been a testimony to me in, in that way to uh, not allow the difficulties of life to skew your thinking and, and that kind of thing. And I've, I've done that far too much in, in the last year and in things that I've gone through. But I thank God that we can always, we don't have to live in, in the past. We can, we can look ahead and, and understand that all the things that happen, things that the devil means to harm us, God will turn around for good, he will do it. And that's what I'm anticipating in in the next year, whatever it may be.
So, so my thoughts, anyone else have any thoughts along those lines or anything else? Things that God has shown you in your reflections over the last year and looking ahead? Or if there's anything else you want to share, Steve? Uh, yeah. And I uh, said I, I know what it's like firsthand to deal with that on a smaller scale for, with, with my mom. But I, yeah, I can't imagine uh, what would have happened if her entire community had burned down. So that would have even been a lot harder. But, but there again is, you know, we're never going to understand why these things happen, why the Lord allows it, but ultimately it, it can be used to further the kingdom of Christ and, and give God's people a uh, avenue to, to share their testimony and their help to the community. Anyone else? What do you want to share? You want the microphone? All right. I just want to pray for my brothers and my mom and my other brother because they're all sick. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's uh, pray for the Schroeder kids. Father, I thank you that you care about each one of us. You care about our, our well-being, our health, and whatever it is. And I lift up the Schroeder kids to you and their family. I pray, Father, that you would bring healing to them. You would give them strength and help them to walk through this time of sickness and that you would raise them up and give them complete healing if it's not against your will. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Anyone else? All right. Well, let's not... uh, prolong it any longer here. Let's uh, have some lunch. Everybody stand up if you can, and we'll uh, have a uh, closing prayer and a blessing on our meal. Thank you, Father, again for this time together. I pray that you would go with us as we go from here and as we look forward to the next year and what you will do. I pray that you would help us to focus on on the positive, the, the positivity that, that comes from you and living in you and the the peace that we can have in that, that no matter how many negative things happen to us or around us, we can still be rooted and grounded in, in life in you and that that is a positive experience. I thank you, Father, for that. I pray that you would bless our time of fellowship here this afternoon and the meal that's prepared. I pray that you would give us the strength that we, we need and you would just Go with us this week. Help us to draw closer to you in whatever we do. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.